welcome back to our 70th episode of the Launcher Farm Show, where I interview Curtis Fenn, who's the president of RedX. In this episode, Curtis and I talk about why it's important to fill your database very quickly to ensure you build a long-term and healthy pipeline. And Curtis shares how you can use different data points to create a system that enhances your farming strategies. And we talk about what you can do to curate important information and data so that you can provide value to your buyers and sellers and help you stand out against the competition. And Curtis shares a super easy way to create genuine conversations that build relationships in your farm and help eliminate hesitancy. And we talk about how top producers are generating business by door knocking and building relationships in their farm. Plus, we talk about a ton of other ideas that you can use in your geographic farm. So be sure to check out this episode, like and subscribe, and enjoy the episode with Curtis. Welcome back to another episode of the Launcher Farm Show. I'm your host, Ryan Smith, and today we've got a great guest. It's Curtis Fenn. He's the president of Redex. So Curtis, take a second. Tell us a bit about yourself and why you're here. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Glad to be here. Uh, my name is Curtis Fenn. As he said, I'm president of Redex. If you haven't heard of Redex, uh, you're either new in the industry uh, or you don't do anything in your business to generate proactively generate leads. Um, we've been around for almost 20 years in the industry uh, providing all kinds of seller leads to people anywhere from expireds to for sale by owners to geographic areas and finding contact information. Uh, we're really good at data and finding people's information so that that real estate agents can do a better job doing what they do. Awesome. So what's your role in the company then and how have you been involved then? Sure. I've been involved for uh, a very long time. So <laughs> 16, 16 of those 18 years we've been in business, I've been here. And, and so I've worn the hat of everybody from, you know, cleaning the bathrooms for employees to uh, traveling around the country and doing trainings with different brokerages and franchises to teach agents how to, how to do what they do. Um, sales and marketing is my background. So, uh, that's why, that's why you and I connected more. And, and, um, I sought you out a little bit because, because you're teaching people a marketing, uh, you know, methodology. And, and, and I believe that, that marketing and having things in your business to generate consistent lead flow into your business is the key to profitability and, and long-term sustainability. So yeah, absolutely. And that's something I, I preach all the time about is putting the right systems in place and using farming. Why I love farming is because you can layer in and I, I teach about strategy stacking that you can use different methods and different strategies to really build a, a much more balance in your business. And Red X provides a lot of services like that, that you can layer in. So let's get to the core of kind of what you guys do. And then let's talk about how we can okay. use those kind of things in farming and, and how sure. that relates. Yeah. I, so I, I, we believe in farming. We have from the very beginning of time, even when we didn't provide any tools for farming, we used to always say that this is one of the things you have to have in your business. Yep. Uh, because again, we're about client acquisition and helping people have right. consistent flow into their business. So we we find contact information and, and narrow down the people that you should be going after to generate warm leads. Yep. So I, I think if I had to narrow down everything we do is we help fill your CRM really quickly. And, and if you want to expedite filling your CRM, which eventually becomes the business long-term, that's what, that's what we help people do. Yeah. It's important to speed up that process. Like you said, if you can, and a lot of agents kind of go haphazardly hoping they stumble into business. And if you can speed up that process to find more people or more likely to find people who are further along the process, that's going to help 
get your pipeline filled, right. get your database filled with warmer leads, but also building long-term future leads, which is just as important too. Exactly. So uh, several years ago, we started we started looking at what we could do for more farming techniques. Not everybody wants to call expireds or for sale by owners, no. or certainly in Canada. I know you have a, a lot of followers in Canada. They they can't even work expireds yeah. uh, the way they do in the States. So um, we started looking at just geographic areas. So we have a product called GeoLeads, which is find an area, neighborhood, a block, a street, whatever you want to do. And and we help you find and identify everybody's contact information, all of the home details. So, you know, everything that you would have from tax records would be in there, plus a whole bunch more all mm -hmm. the way down to this is the building material, um, a whole bunch of information about the people who live there. So financial information, equity position, um, you know, estimated debt on the home and things like that. So, yep. so again, to, to give insight into who they are, what the property is, what the neighborhood is like, um, and, and allow you to then take all of that information to create, you know, using some of your strategies, Ryan, to put a system in place to, to work that geographic area, to farm that area. Yeah, yeah I want to dive into that point a bit, because I think it's important for agents to understand how important it is to understand who you are going after, who you're targeting, who's in that area, like you said, knowing the details of it, because for a lot of agents, and again, I see this all the time, because I talk to agents about farming, they want to have some get rich quick scheme or some easy thing where it's like, how do I just get in there? It's like, you have to know your product. You have to know who's there. You have to understand and do the research. You guys can help speed up the process with your systems. But at the end of the day, it's important to really know who you're going after. And when it comes to your farm, one of the things I teach, I, I teach called CPR and it's positioning is one of the key parts is you position yourself as the expert and the ambassador. And you do that by learning the community, learning who's in there, learning what, who the builders are, learning any details and information that you can. And if you don't or aren't willing to do that, someone else will, and, and you may not get there. So using a product like yours, how would an agent kind of speed up that process? Then? Yeah, yeah. so you really, you, you spoke to me, so you'll have to just <laughs> cut me off if I end no, up no. on a soapbox here. Uh, is, uh, so this will make, I'll come full circle if sure. that's okay, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In today's world and the today's buyer, it, it's different than 20 years ago when you were selling, right? Think of car sales, for example. And, and you, you, now you can just get online and you can print all of the information on the vehicle that you're going in on. You, you, you don't have to worry about getting hosed on the car lot anymore because all of the information is available. Yep. So what sets people apart is, as, as the person who facilitates the transaction, the salesperson, yep. is, is their level of expertise. And what we're finding in the marketing world is that is that the buyers today, especially when you look at the millennial buyers and certainly Gen Z, even even you know people call anyone who's young a millennial, but yeah. <laughs> you know the, the the youngest millennials are are graduating from college and having families right now. Yeah. But thirty four percent of of all real estate agents are millennials right now, and and they're quickly becoming the largest buying demographic. Yeah. of who is buying homes. And if you look at how they want a transaction, how they want to um, interact, they already know that, that all of the information is available on Google, Yeah. right? Um, and that's evident even in my life. I, my kids don't even ask, hey, dad, do you know? They say, hey, dad, can you look up? Right? They, <laughs> exactly. they know the information's available on my yeah. phone. So the, the, the buying behavior, what people are looking for is expertise. Yeah. It's that positioning that you're talking about. It's, do I know your area? 
and, and as real estate agents, so uh, we have what's called market insights and we have financial insights. And we have all of these things that, that really are, are to create this context, this, this contextual review of the neighborhood that you want to be working in. And so, so the market stats go into everything, again, that, that a, a real estate agent that's been in the business for a while knows how to go figure out. They could pull different reports from the MLS or they can you know, do the calculations. But we're looking at everything of um, price per square foot to you know, what's gone on seven-day averages and days on market and you know, average bedrooms. And we even break that into, um, in, into quartiles to say, hey, a price in your price range in your neighborhood or in this yeah. zip code, yeah. all the way down to a micro level so that you can really speak to that. And as soon as you demonstrate that you have the expertise in, in the area, the, the, the greatest behavior of, of millennials is they don't want to look it up. Yep, they want exactly. a trusted advisor. Yep. They want a mentor. They want yep. somebody who's going to guide them through that process. And as soon as you demonstrate that you're the guy, especially in a farming technique where you're just building relationships, literally the word is you're planting, you know, planting seeds to yep. have, you know, you know, sow the fruit later, um, uh, reap the, the rewards later. And so, um, is is you just demonstrate your expertise over and over and over again. So with with our system and what we help people do, and and I don't want this to be a sales pitch. We can get into some more of the strategies, but but not only do we give you the name and the phone number and the address and the mailing address if they don't live in the property, right? Yep. Uh, is we give you all and all of the market stats and all the financial and property stats, um, and. And our platform allows you to organize that so that you can continually reach out if you wanted to be on a column once a month or mail them once a month or door knock once a month, yep. whatever it is, you could implement any system. We're, we, we don't prescribe the system in the platform. We make, we make everything readily available so you can uh, you know, apply that to whatever system you're implementing. Awesome. Yeah. And I think, like you said, it's, it's really not just taking the information, it's curating it. And there is more information than people can keep up with. I've read a stat, I forget how much information comes out in one day, just on the internet with YouTube and all that kind of stuff is more than we used to ever have before. So people are bombarded with data and information and the agent who will win is the one who can curate that and make it hyper-local, make it about the community they're serving. And that's why I believe farming is so powerful is because we can really take that national information, break it down to a regional information, break it down to a neighborhood information and share how that how it's relevant and how it matters to the consumer the sellers want to know what their house is worth in their neighborhood not what their house is compared to the national average or their state or province or whatever so it's really taking that and then understanding it if you can speed up the process using something like your system you can curate that a lot quicker right. package it and, and really make a difference and that will help the positioning part where you can become that expert a lot right. sooner so from a from a community standpoint one of the things i, I taught talk about all the time is really being that community ambassador for the community. So how can someone use that kind of data to help establish? Have you like Obviously, you have a lot of agents working for you. Are you seeing anyone using the data and taking it to the community level rather than just the sales level? So, so I would say no, but let me explain. <laughs> I, they're using the data to establish that expertise. Yeah. But community is then about connection. And, yeah. and, and you can't connect on data, right? Yeah. I mean, you and I could be like, oh, you know, I'm this age and you're this age. And, but that, that's not where connection comes in. Connection comes in emotional. So I would say people are using it to get in the door. Yeah. Right. And, and that's where, you know, at, 
you strip away all of that insight data and we give you names and phone numbers of the people in your farm, which is yeah. which is the most valuable thing <laughs> yes. because then you can call them or you can, you know, go knock on their door and have, you know, know their name and, and things like that. Yep. Like if I'm, I'm starting out knowing that you're Ryan Smith and, and knowing some things, then it's easier for me to get in the door. Yep. Community is then created through those connections as you build relationships. Exactly. That's why I asked. And I wanted to see what are your, the agents that are using your services doing to take it from that to build that? Because it's, it's one thing to have the data and there's a lot of data-driven information, but it's how do you take that and then take the next level? So what have you seen that works yeah. where people are using the data to say, now, how do I build that relationship? Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is the second time I deflecting your question, not on purpose, but <laughs> no, let no, me no. tell you, let me tell you what they're not doing. So people sure. again, don't think that this is the easy button that they've always, you know, if, if there was an easy button just to put commissions in our bank account, you and I wouldn't <laughs> be on a podcast right now. We'd, exactly. be, we'd be on the beach. Yeah. Um, what they're not doing is they're not blanket sending an impersonal data-driven message to an entire neighborhood. Yeah. That, that just doesn't work. Right. Uh, it has to be individual. And, and that's why, that's why we try to get hyper uh, local on some of the data points that we're giving. And that's why we start with contact information. It's, it's not about the neighborhood. You might be in the, the geographic area that I want to own, that I want to farm and work. Yep. But the only way you and I are going to transact is if Curtis and Ryan end up having a relationship. Yep. So people, again, are, are using that data. We, uh, we have a really cool stat um, that we got from surveys, uh, about 6,000 surveys over the last few years, um, responses, and agents making over $250,000 a year. So this is, you know, top producers. Um, that's 250K in GCI. 60% still go out and knock on doors. Wow. And, and what's interesting is we followed up with, with agents saying, you make a lot of money. Why, why are you wasting your time knocking doors? And they yeah. waste time. Like it's about relationships. Yeah, and if I spend the time to invest in Ryan Smith, then, then that's going to pay dividends long-term. Uh, and, and, and there's no short-term sightedness with that. So, so, uh, Knocking doors, I would say, is a big one. I know with COVID, that's a, you know, that's going to depend on where you're at. Um, like, plus here, it's five degrees here right now, and you're not knocking doors there. Uh, um, but knocking doors, I, I would say every relationship starts with a conversation, not automation, is is one of the things that I would say is probably a principle for everybody is, is they're picking up the phone and talking to them. And, and we could talk at nauseum about scripts and, and what to say in this, but I would say this, that the most successful people, um, this is going to be a shock are, <laughs> are just really honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Hey Ryan, I'm, I'm a real estate agent and I love your neighborhood. And I want to be the guy that everybody in that neighborhood chooses when they do that. And so I'm just introducing myself. That's, that's the only reason for my call today, you know, and can I get you on my newsletter? Can I get you on the community updates, or can I get you to join my Facebook group or whatever, yeah. whatever medium you're using to try to maintain a, a group contact, there still has to be the individual contact. Yeah, that's, that's the person, that's the important part of it that 
like you said, just build the relationships. And I think like I mentioned earlier, I talked about CPR and it stands for community positioning and relationships. And that's really the fundamentals of any farm. And that relationship side of it is where a lot of agents I find miss the ball because they are so focused on the transaction and they're so focused on the, the sales part of it and they miss the relationships beforehand, during and after the process. They're, they're just looking for the next person who's going to buy. And a lot of the old school trainers are just saying, find someone who's going to buy now. And if you don't, if they're not moving, move on to the next person. And with farming, it gives you an opportunity to connect, whether you start off with a, a name and an email address, whether it's you meet them door knocking, but when you do it correctly, you then learn to position yourself correctly as an ambassador and the expert. And then those relationships happen. And the relationships is where you're going to grow it, your business much more, it'd be a lot easier. And then you can be on a beach somewhere sooner than, than, than later right, if, right. if you do it correctly. Right. So from a, from a data standpoint, how do people because in Canada, it's a bit different, our rules around our privacy laws. How do people respond to having cold information being sent to them from, or how did you get my name? How'd you get my email? Just how'd you get this information? Because I know here it's a bit different on, we can't just pull up data like you guys have. So, so you, you can still pull up neighborhood data um, in, in Canada. You just can't do it from the MLS. Like a lot of people here and, and a very, a very common practice is just listed to just sold. Yep. So they're going to yep. look in their neighborhood, what yep. home sold. I'm going to call the immediate people or call everybody and say, hey, did you know, one, two, three street just sold. Yep. Um, we have a, we have a lot of people that um, do open houses and use, use our data to reach out to everybody in the neighborhood mm -hmm. to say, Hey, we're having an open house, come check out. Yep. And everybody's nosy that way you pack an open house and, and, you know, creates a lot of buzz there. Um, but uh, so you could still do some of those things um, in the States, though, there is more practices depending on what data you're getting. Like if there is a for sale by owner, you approach that person in your geographic area differently yeah, and or, or, a, or a vacant rental property, right? Which can become an investor lead or, or referral to a property management company. Um, and, and it's about that ripple effect of you know, it's not just about the transactions you can get in the neighborhood that you're working. It really is the ripple effect that that starts to, you know, is the force multiplier in your business yeah. of building relationships in, in, in that area. So um, I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, maybe I got off topic there. I don't know if I directly <laughs> answered your question, but I think, yeah, people are using the data to call. Um, oh, the response is what you asked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we actually coach people that depending on how um, thick of skin you have, <laughs> yeah. that, yeah. that, that calling cold in a neighborhood is the least is the easiest phone call you'll make. Mm. Uh, it, it's, it's, you know, even when you're calling and of course we will flag things if it's on the do not call list and, yeah. and, and we will, you know, we'll, we'll help you make sure you're, you're having correct the point of transfer. They want to site yeah. now. Yeah. Um, same with the for sale by owner, a little tougher. Um, they're getting hit up by a lot of agents to, to try to sell the home. Yeah. But calling a neighborhood and building a relationship is actually quite easy. And we tell people that's the best place to start. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to to bring the phone and, and picking up the phone and calling people, it's, it's the best place to start because there's very little conflict or you know, yeah. tough conversations. And I, I always tell agents that it's, 
if you come from value, it's a lot easier to make that phone call than coming from just saying, hey, you think we'll make a move? And again, a lot of old school trainers, they tell you to call a call and say, hey, you think we'll make a move? No. Hey, you think we'll make a move? Hey, you think? And that tends to be a lot tougher. It's a lot tougher to break into, especially in a farm. But if you're offering value, and I would say the, the more value you bring, the easier it is. And I use the example all the time is if you're in line at a grocery store and then they say, hey, uh, go online and enter a chance for a chance to win $5 or something. Or, and I, ah, it's not really valuable. If they go, said, go online and get $5 off your next purchase, I'm much more likely to go online because it's a more attainable, valuable thing. So if, we, if you're doing any prospecting and you have value, you're coming from value, it's a lot easier to build that relationship than just saying, hey, you think we're going to move. And a lot of agents struggle because they feel like they're bothering people. They feel like they're not adding value to them. And they say, if I'm just calling and saying, are you moving? That's when they get hung up on or get told off. And when you do it with the right approach, it's so much easier. And I coach a lot of agents who said, like, when you do it the right approach, it just becomes so much simpler to do that. Yep. And the, the value is what's going to help you differentiate yourself as well. And then back to the, the farming part, like you said about for sale, my owners, what a lot of agents, if, who have, if they haven't farmed correctly before, it becomes easier to get the for sale by owners. It becomes easier to get the expired. It becomes easier because they know all the other things you're doing. They, they recognize who you are. And I know in my own farm, when I started doing it, I did farming or FISBOs before that. And it was a completely different, completely different experience when I farmed the area and did FISBOs because they knew who I was, what I was about and who I was. And it just changes the whole demographic. Yep. That's exactly right. Yep. And, and that's your whole strategy stacking. I love that term because that really is, I mean, you, you can work FISBOs or you could do farming, but if you do both, that, that, that's better. I mean, if you, yeah. So, yeah. so I'm and with that's, you. That's why using the systems like you guys have for expireds and do not or and for sale by owners and those kind of things layered into your farm becomes that much easier. And you could use your entire system in one specific geographic area, then try to do one of those in a giant broad area. You're going to get more out of it when you do it correctly. That's exactly right. Yep. So for your from your experience, what have you seen the most success of agents? Like what what have you seen the most success coming from agents doing like what strategies beyond just the typical open house? Just let's just sold. So, um, well, I would right now is really unique. Um, yes. <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what what we're seeing right now, which is this amazing strategy. Is people are um, I, almost reverse prospecting. I, I don't know what to call it. We need to come up with a term here, but they are actively seeking buy uh, homes for their buyers, yeah. their buyer pool. And so, because we have the information, you could pull up a geographic area and say, well. Let's filter out. Let's let's just find the ones with four bedrooms, three bath, you know, with with these characteristics. Yep. And now I'm calling you, and 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 instead I'm saying, "Have you ever thought about moving?" I'm saying, "Hey Ryan, I have a buyer that's been unable to find, and they want to move into your neighborhood. They are looking for a four bedroom, three bath home, you know." And and again, a lot of times that's just opening the door to create yep. a relationship. Uh, but but it's not a it's, it's authentic where we, this was a strategy before where you'd say, well, I got buyers, <laughs> yeah. but nowadays with how hot everything is and how quickly things are, are going, you really do have a buyer and yeah. you really do have someone desperate that, that, yeah. that really wants to find a home. And so we're seeing that. And we're seeing, again, it's not always that you find a buyer, although we see that a lot. In fact, there was an agent that I recently had on one of our podcasts who has two, uh, two properties, one's a $4 million property, one's a two and a half million dollar property, because he was just calling, trying to find a home for a buyer 
and and he's got those two listings but he's made a tremendous amount of relationships and yeah. saying well actually we're not moving but you know what i'd be curious to know how much my home is worth i can i can figure that out for you right yeah. so um, yeah, so I, it, I would say right now in this market, that's the number one thing people are adding into what kind of the traditional things they've always done. Yep. And it, in your farm, again, it compounds the effect because if they see your other things, they know what you're doing there. They see you're active in the community. They see you even more working for the clients, working in people's best interest. If they've never met you before, never heard anything from you before and got that one phone call, it won't mean anything. But if right. you layer that in with the other things you're doing and they get that phone call, they know who you are. Hopefully if you're doing your job, right. They see that you're proactive and then doing that. And it becomes easier to really strengthen those relationships. And that's something I teach agents all the time to, to do that reverse lead gen, because it kills two birds with one stone and your client's happy because you're going above and beyond what most agents are willing to do. The public is happy because they get to see that. And then it just works well together, right. which is, yep. which is awesome. So using the other systems then that you've got, how have you seen agents do use those like uh, just listed just solds or um, expired and things like that within farming? Uh, are you asking how are, how, how are they specifically doing working those leads within types? a farm? Yeah. yeah within okay. a farm. Um, if so, Again, it's a strategy stacking, but if you have all of the different leads, you get a really good idea of what's going on. So we have all of the uh, the foreclosure data. We have uh, the, the for sale by owner data. We have the vacant rentals and, and absentee owners, people who don't live in the neighborhood. Um, you, you've got all of the active pending sold information on there. So when you can look at it, when you can look in a neighborhood and you see all of that information, yeah. um, again, back to the first thing, that positions you really well to know yeah. what's going on, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you just know what's going on. But also those create triggers for reasons to call people in the neighborhood, yeah. right? A home you see start to go into foreclosure. Well, again, if they know Ryan Smith is the realtor in this neighborhood, you, you can have a more authentic and real conversation. You don't have to pretend, you know, a lot of people, a lot of data is used to give insight, but you, you, you don't really use it because you'll be creepy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, but if I know you and I know the people and, and I'm known, I could say, look, I, I saw that they filed a notice of default on your home, Yeah. you know, but in this market, I think we could sell that home and you could actually put money in your pocket. Mm. Right. Um, and it gives you a reason to call. So they're using the data again, uh, not just to give insight, but, it, but it creates the trigger, the reason yeah. that I'm going to reach out to people in the neighborhood to say, Hey, do you know, there, there was like three homes that sold in the last five days, but on average, every real estate agent right now is working with four different buyers. That means there's all of these people in the neighborhood. There's a reason to, to get out there and call. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And it, again, figuring out that system and learning to layer it together correctly is how you're going to succeed, but you have to take the time to really stitch it together instead of just yeah. doing one thing. And so many agents get hung up on, I'm just going to do one thing and then markets change, strategies change, rules change. And yeah. so you have to learn to, to, to piece that together. So obviously you guys do a lot of research behind the scenes. You said you do the 6,000 uh, interviews or questionnaires. Where are you seeing trends shift to now going forward, especially with COVID? I've seen from, yeah. I started this at the beginning of COVID when this all started. And even within the last couple of years, I've seen strategies. So what are you seeing change yeah. as far as uh, strategies so in terms of real and we're, we're actually preparing right now a state of real estate marketing um so we we will actually publish that report as soon as we get ten thousand responses so we want to make sure that it's not just our opinion and not just our <laughs> customers but a, a wide 
um, you know, slice of the entire industry. But um, but some insights that we're gaining from from those surveys and interviews now is that people people are the the lead generation budget is is going towards more expensive leads, mm. uh, which which I, I'm terrified about because that that that's a product of everybody making more money. Like we talked about, yeah. you know, before we jumped on the, on the recording here, um, is that is that people are making more money, and so they're like, well, I, I have more money, so I want to do yeah. something a little bit easier. So yeah. I'm going to pay. And I'm not saying you shouldn't pay for Facebook leads. I, I think you know we we generate a lot of business from Facebook for Red X, right? Yeah. It's, it's a platform that works. But when you start looking at the cost per lead and, and the cost, the return on time, not just the return on the investment, but the return on time, yeah, it you're not you're not you're you're trying to again buy something that's easy instead of putting in a system that creates consistent results. Yeah. Right. I, I can flip a home and make some money. And a lot of times that works. I could buy 10 rentals and that's going to pay me not just cash flow now, but in 10 years. Yeah. That that's that that creates wealth. Yeah. And and I think agents are are anyway. So so but that's one thing. People are spending more money on lead gen that's costing more money. Yeah. Uh, but on on lead gen that's that's producing a lower conversion rate. That that's yeah. pretty common right now. Um and then the other trend that we're seeing is is people are are again I think this is this is top of mind for me because people are making more money per transaction they 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 um, generally so I don't want to offend anybody if if they're struggling right now I mean every market's different and and everybody's in a different place in their business but generally people are working less you know to get the home sold um, and and as long as they can. As long as they can match, make a buyer and seller, it's happening, right? Yeah. And they're making commission. So, so people are, are investing less. So in 65 hours of interviews that we've recently done, one of the, the real common things is, is, is this regret. <laughs> it's like this, this, this confession that they're going, oh man, we, I know I should be prospecting the way yeah. I used to, or I know I should be farming the way I used to. I'm just not right now. Yeah. And, and, and that's a negative trend that we're seeing that, that I think is, is people, it's going to bite people in the butt yeah, in the long 100%. term, because again, the consistency now produces the income later. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, you call it farming. <laughs> I mean, the whole point is like, I'm not going to get them, you know, immediate results. This is like the long-term strategy. So I don't have to feast or famine. I don't have to grind exactly. and hunt and 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 do some of those tactics. But we're seeing a shift towards hunting versus farming yep. because it's easy and quick money and 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 the cost per transaction is so high. Exactly. So I think that's that's those are some scary trends. I think, <laughs> which is is true, and, and that's something I, I talk about all the time. I, I use the food chain analogy of the hunting, and then we go to hunt uh, uh, gatherers, and then to, to farming, and a lot of people used to be hunters in the business, then they went to farming. And then they said, they're going back to, to this hunting model again. And, and people have lost the, the farming mentality because they look for the easy stuff. They look for the internet leads they can do anywhere. And then they are now starting to realize that the market's being flooded with everyone else doing that same thing. And so I would say like when people are zigging, you should be zagging. And a lot of people have zigged away from farming and there's a lot of opportunity because people have given up that way of doing farming. But when you mix it with 
new strategies, new approaches using the fundamentals of farming. You can really crush it because there's not a lot of agents who are doing farming at a high level the way they could or should. And you just have to right. learn to, to actually do that. Yep. So from a, from a, you said, obviously the future is changing with online leads. How are you finding the leads from say cold calling, say from expireds and those kind of things comparative to online leads? Cause I know a lot of people who've tried online and say, Oh, this sucks. These, I hate these leads. How do you find the, the comparison between the two? So, so I, I, I think there's a place for all of it. Right. Depending on where you're at with your business. I think, you know, I think people really ought to consider not just the ROI, the return on the, the, the cost of investment, the money side, but the ROT, the return on time. Yeah. And, and if you look at, you know, pennies, you could buy, you could buy data from us for pennies, but you've got to invest some time to turn yeah. those into something, you know, that that's going to create sustainable business. Yep. Or you could spend a ton of money yeah. and invest less time, you know, $1,500 a month in Facebook ads, and you get a handful of transactions yep. and, and maybe it's a positive ROI. Yeah, it's a it's small ROI, but also small ROT. And maybe that's worth it if you've yep. got that money to gamble. Um, but in terms of comparison, that, that's the answer for comparison too, is, is if you have money, maybe you want to invest in, in lead generation things that, that maybe you want to put a billboard up and you won't be able to track, but maybe you'll see business go up, right? Or, or maybe you want to invest some time for a very low dollar amount. Yep. You, you could call everybody, whether it's 500 or 2000 people in a neighborhood, you could reach out and talk to everyone yep. and see what that does for your business. And, and so in terms of, uh, yeah, you, 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 you have a much higher conversion, faster conversion, but it requires more time. Yeah, exactly. And I, I talk about all the time is having your budget. And a lot of people think of budget thing of just money and it's money and time. And the other element that I talk about is the energy of how much energy you have to put into it. Cause there are things that some agents hate doing. Like for me, I hate doing open houses. Some agents love it. They crush it open houses. Right. I hate them. And it just zaps my energy or cold calling. I can do cold calling with the right approach, but I'd rather door knock versus cold calling. So you have to kind of budget in the, the time and then the mental, what I got to put into it too. And am I going to actually enjoy doing this over and over and over again? And if you are, and it's a good return on investment for you, then, then do it. Right. Yep. I agree. So if you were to give our viewers one last piece of advice, if they're thinking about using something like your, like your, your services and want to really start using data to kind of get into their farm, what advice would you give to them? Uh, so I'm, I'm, um, I have a lot of advice. I, I, I'm a pretty terrible salesperson to try to pitch, <laughs> pitch the product. Cause, because genuinely, if, if, if you're not going to pick up the phone or if you're not going to go knock on the door and you're not going to do stuff, then don't waste your money with Red X or any other system like that. Right. Um, and if you don't, if you're starting from zero, don't buy anything. Just go out and start knocking doors and gather the names and phone numbers yourself. You don't, you know, you don't need, uh, but, but the advice I would give is, is back to um, if real estate is notorious for feast or famine, right? Yeah. People, and, and that's on an individual basis. Um, there's all the memes that are making fun of this, right? You're either, you're either living the high life or you're scraping by and, and, and this, and we're about helping people create sustainability, and so the advice I would have is, is consistency, um, consistency over intensity, consistency over, over anything else. It's yeah. just, you don't have to, you don't have to go, you know what, I'm going to farm and that's what I'm doing. And I'm going to do it for four hours a day. 
And you don't have to do that. Why don't, why don't you just try to talk to five people you don't know every day in a neighborhood? That's it, right? But you do that consistent enough and you will see the results. So, so consistency and then patience to see the results because the tried and true stuff, it's, it's like weight loss. I mean, there's a new fan dangled app or pill or anything, but you know what, if you just eat right and exercise and you do that consistently, start to get healthy. It's like yeah. this mind blowing concept. And in our business, you just talk to a few people you don't know, get to know a neighborhood really well over time. You're going to be like, wow, I'm, I'm top five in the area, top one in this, in, in my market because yeah. you were consistent over time. Exactly. That's great advice. And it's so true, but people want that instant results and it's hard to switch human behavior because if they just realize that, that they would have way more success. And again, in the long run, it will be pay them dividends. So, which is awesome. So we always wrap up with one last book. So your, so your best book. So what's one last book that you'd recommend that you think has had an impact on your life or would have an impact on our viewers' lives? You even, you even warned me about this. And <laughs> I have, I have so many great, great books um, that I can't just give you one. So if it's okay, I, I give a couple, Sure. right? <laughs> so, yeah. um, I think very fitting it's the first of the year. Um, um, but this is applicable anytime, uh, is, is Daniel Pink when, and, and, you know, you see these people, he's, anyway, it's a great book about how to set the right goals and, nice. and how, and, and when, and it matters how, and when you set those goals and mm. when you do things, um, and, and I would say, I'll give you a hint to farming is now is the best time, right? Yes. You know, start <laughs> yeah. right now, if you yeah. haven't started already. Um, that, that would be fitting just because of the, the rhetoric going around right now about goal setting and things. Yep. Um, but the most impactful book for me has been will, the, the Willpower Instinct. Mm. And, and I, I really like psychology. I'm, I, you know, I studied psychology and marketing, and I think the willpower instinct and anything that gives insight into how we can get control, yeah. you know, because, because of, you know, this crazy brain of ours <laughs> and, and allow us to build proper habits in any, any, anywhere in our life, it, it's, it helps us to be happier yep. and to be more successful. So awesome. the willpower instinct. I'll put those in the show notes and that ties back to your advice, which is that consistency, the willpower, if you have the willpower and you stick with it and you do that consistency, you'll, you'll see it. So that, that's awesome. So we'll put those in the show notes. So how can our viewers check out what you're up to, find out what you're doing and, and, and connect with you and, yeah. and find out more about Red X. So uh, if you just Google Red X, R-E-D-X, um, our website is redx.com. We have, we have a podcast just like what Ryan's doing here. We'll probably have Ryan on our awesome. podcast to, to help other people. And, and, and we're just trying to help people, figure out their business and, and we're all in this together. So go to red X and, and there's different deals and things you can get there, but um, just engage with us. You don't even need to come by first, come kind of hang out and see if it's something that we can help in your business. And if so, if the, if the products make sense, then great. Awesome. So we'll put that in the show notes as well. So people can check that out. So Curtis, thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate you bringing the insight, the wisdom behind the scenes from what you've learned and also the, the real life experience that you've experienced with the agents you're working with as well. So I know our viewers are going to really appreciate this and get a lot of it. So thanks for being on the show yeah. and, and sharing that. Great. Thank you so much, awesome. Ryan. Thank you. Thanks for checking out today's episode. If you'd like more videos like this, be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Facebook page and our other social media channels. Looking forward to bringing you more great content like this and happy farming. <laughs>